Welcome to a new episode of the SDA Student Podcast. I'm Victor. And I'm Kyler. Today is going to be a pretty awesome episode, guys. We've got a lot in store for you. We're going to be hearing about all the awesome programs that SDA has to offer, like the IB program mm-hmm. and all the different schisms that our school has. And also, we're going to have a special interview with a staff member. Exactly. So let's get right into it. Let's do it. Before I get into the interview, let's discover a little bit about the, what the IB program is all about. Yeah. So, Kyler, you've been in the IB program for... About two years now. I'm in grade 10. Yeah. So, can you tell us a a little bit about what the IB program is all about? Sure. So, I'm in pre-IB, but uh, I know the IB program is an opportunity for students who plan to travel abroad to gain a greater understanding of a huge multitude of topics. I'm pretty sure it's more focused on grade 11 and 12, and then in grade 9 and 10, Mm -hmm. it's pre-IB. Interesting. Interesting. Um, But I am kind of wondering, like for the future, what kind of courses does IB offer? Well, as I've heard with, uh, with the interview that we're going to have in this episode later on, the staff member did say that the IB program offers courses in biology, chemistry, history, theoretical knowledge, physics, French, English, and mathematics. Theoretical knowledge. That's actually pretty cool. I've actually never heard of that course. I bet it's fun. <clears throat> Is it like mythology? Or did he even I have don't it? know. I don't know. Who knows? I bet it's cool, though. Probably is. Now, guys, moment you've all been waiting for. The reveal. Who is the secret guest? It's Miss Montanari! <laughs> so to help us understand more about what the IB program is all about, we have, we have invited the vice principal and head of the IB program, Miss Montanari. Yes. Woohoo! Hi, Miss Montanari. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Hi, Victor. It's a pleasure being here with you today. So we have a few questions in relation to the IB program here at STA. And I bet a lot of students are also wondering the same exact things. So can you tell us a little little bit about yourself and how you became an IB coordinator? Certainly. So I'm going to start off by saying that I'm a mother, a wife, a daughter, an educator, and a CPA, a Chartered Professional Accountant. So prior to becoming a teacher, I spent six years in public practice with KPMG and 12 years in industry as a corporate controller of a Swiss multinational company. So this is my 16th year in education. I began my career as a teacher at Holy Trinity where I taught math, business, and Italian for 12 years. This is my fourth year at STA as a vice principal and it's my third year as the IB coordinator and the vice principal of the International Student Program at Halton Catholic District School Board. Impressive. Thank you, Victor. I was actually thinking maybe in the future I might actually learn Italian because one of the one of the places I really want to go to is Italy. And that's something that should be on everybody's bucket list, <laughs> I believe. And we have a program here, an Italian program, uh, ran by run by Miss Urso, and I think you would thoroughly enjoy taking an Italian language course. I was actually one for classes for French. Mm-hmm. Very good teacher. And yeah, so I've actually go to Italy for food. Absolutely. Yeah, really good food. <laughs> the pizza, it's the one pasta. Of the best cuisines exactly. For sure. So how did you get interested in coordinating the IB program? So I'm gonna start by saying that, you know, God works us works in us in very mysterious ways. And he guides us towards our chosen path. So I was a very happy, very content and fulfilled teacher at Holy Trinity. And all of a sudden, um, you know, you encounter that people come into your lives 
at times and they plant seeds. So in my case, the seed was planted to become a vice principal. And after giving thought and reflecting on it, the seed germinated and here I am today. So I feel blessed that I have been able to use my skill set, particularly in coordinating and growing the IB program at St. Thomas Aquinas and the International Student Program for our board. What is your favorite part about coordinating the IB program? I love interacting with students like yeah. yourselves, okay? <laughs> um, just getting to know the students in the program. Just a few weeks ago, I was invited by Ms. Uzanis to teach uh, a class uh, in her business management course. So I spent two days with the students in her class teaching them about cash flow forecasts. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed that experience. I love listening to students and families' needs and trying to make the program responsive to those needs. Given my skill set, you know, my business background, I love promoting the program to our HCDSB community as well as to the public and private schools within our community. Visiting IB classrooms is always a treat, especially when Mr. Diodato calls and he tells me that he's got this really funky experiment going on in class. I just love going into those classrooms and seeing all the amazing learners and um, just even seeing all the amazing learning that is taking place within the classroom. And I also come with treats all the time. So I love bringing treats to my IB students. And overall, just watching students grow, mature, and even graduate from our program, and then following their success throughout their post-secondary pathways, especially when students return and they visit, and they tell us here in the IB office how beneficial the IB program was in helping them succeed in all of their post-secondary pathways. That brings so much joy to me, and it just tickles my heart. It really does. That's probably the best feeling, seeing one of your IB students graduate and become successful Absolutely. in their future. That's like the best feeling because you know, you were involved in their career to help them succeed. And they're a product of our program, right? Yeah. Absolutely. It, it just, it, it, it's a fantastic feeling. So if you were a student and the IB program was available to you, would you be enrolled into the program and why or why not? Well, I have said time and time again that I wish I had this opportunity when I was in high school. So you can ask Ms. Subit how many times I've actually said that. So many, uh, many, many moons ago, um, if I had this opportunity, definitely I would embark on an IB uh, diploma program. And why do I say this? Because having gone through the program, I would have developed the following skill set before I actually would embark on my post-secondary studies. And having this skill set would have had made, had made my university experience so much more manageable because I believe that the IB program would have allowed me to develop my critical thinking skills, which is crucial to any post-secondary program, regardless of university or college pathway. 100%, yeah. Um, the IB diploma program would have also allowed me to develop my research skills. So many students in our program currently, they really gripe about the 4,000 word extended essay. However, this would have been an invaluable experience for me to have, actually have the opportunity to develop research skills and transfer those into my university undergraduate degree. I would have had the opportunity to learn a second language. And this makes students so much more marketable in today's global economy. So when you speak more than one language, you're wearing more than one hat. Yeah. And I think you're gonna get snatched by an employer so much quicker. I would also have developed my time management skills 
And this is so important to any post-secondary program when you're really juggling a lot of balls all at once. So I wish I could have done that and honed in on those skills prior you know, to going to university. Perhaps I would have had more opportunities to develop my social skills as well, especially with the creativity, activity, and service component of the IB Diploma Program. And finally, I would have graduated with an Ontario Secondary School Diploma and an IB Diploma, and I would have had the opportunity to apply to more post-secondary programs. I wish I had had that opportunity way back when. So for all of these reasons, I honestly believe if I could go back in time, yes, I would definitely have embarked on the IB Diploma program for myself. Definitely. And I think also I'm going to also proceed with the IB program because it feels great to have the opportunity to learn all those things that you might have not had in another school. So you're very lucky to have it in a great community, in a great school, and having that opportunity to go up in your career and actually succeed in your life. For sure. Employers would like start to like you that out of all the other candidates and you're the one with the IB diploma, mm-hmm. your chances of getting that job are very, very high. Absolutely. Along with knowing another language, mm-hmm. having all those like social skills and all that. Absolutely, for sure. And many of our students, when they return after their first, second year of university, they actually say that because of the diploma program, they felt so much better prepared in their first year in comparison to students that were coming in from the Ontario program. So you are at an an advantage to the Ontario student, without a doubt. For sure. So thank you so much for being on our show. It's a pleasure to have you again. Thank you, and thank you for allowing me this opportunity to speak about this wonderful program, the IB Diploma program that we have at St. Thomas Aquinas. And I hope uh, people that are listening will will see that it is an invaluable program for their own student uh, and send their students our way. Thank you, Victor. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks so much. Oh, wow. I've been in IB for almost two years, and I still didn't know some of that stuff. Yeah, it was pretty interesting. Yeah, I really think if you're going to come to STA, uh, you're in grade A right now, you should strongly consider joining the IB program, seriously. Yeah, all newcomers, if you're thinking about coming to STA, you should definitely think uh, about the IB program. It's it, it has a lot of benefits for the future, and you can get a nice yeah. job. It's, it's It can really help you later in life. Yeah. But you know what? If the IB program isn't for you, you're still in luck because STA offers four schism programs. They have a carpentry one, a healthcare one, ICT, which is like computer technology kind of stuff. And the biggest of all, sports. They have a sports schism too, brand new uh, this year. Yeah, they have like soccer, basketball. A variety. Um, a variety Huge of different variety sports. of sports, yeah. So if you, if you don't like one sport, there's all sorts of different sports you know. And let's say choose. you don't like sports at all. You can still do healthcare. You can still do carpentry. You can still do ICT. It's, it's super broad. There's a ton of different things you can go into in the specialist high skills major. If you're a computer guy, well, communications technologies is right for you. Exactly. There's a ton of different options. And now, a special guest star, Mr. Yanto, who is the head of the ICT Schism program here at STA. Hi, Mr. Yetho. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, it's good to have you here. So we've been talking about schisms and uh, the IB program, and I know that you are a schism teacher, right? Uh, I am one of the schism lead teachers uh, for the ICT schism program. Right. So can you maybe tell us a bit about how you got interested in becoming a, a schism teacher? 
Um, yeah, I guess this goes back. I mean, Schism's um, like specialist high schools major programs have been obviously around for a while. So we knew about them. Um, and so they weren't like a new thing. And they were just something that took a while maybe to think about how we wanted to run a Schism program or, or what it involved. Um, and certainly, you know, as the as more and more schools were getting them and we would see what other schools were doing, um, and even with having the healthcare uh, SHSM, which is also a, a very big program, um, it became clear that maybe that's something we need to look at for other areas like ICT right. to give those opportunities for, for those students. Gotcha. Okay, so could you maybe tell us a bit about the ICT schism? Yeah, so it's... It's a really broad program, so I mean, if we get past kind of what all all programs have, or all specialist high schools major programs have, um, we're really talking about you know trying to support students that have a, partic a particular focus right. or interested in something. And the ICT one's pretty broad because obviously, just the phrase ICT or information communication technologies is a really broad topic. So, you know, it's of interest for students that might be interested in being a, a, a developer, so a software developer or a computer engineer or a graphic design um, artist or an animator um, and work in a variety of things where it's very clear that they're working all in a digital space. But it's also for students that maybe are interested in even architecture, for example, um, or other kind of things that are maybe parts of jobs. So they're interested in 3D design, and that might not be their entire career focus, but it might be a part of their career focus, right? Gotcha. Um, and we've certainly had students that have taken the ICT um, program because they're exploring maybe some of those ideas and they see it as a valuable opportunity. Um, so it is, like I said, very broad, and mm -hmm. we try to do our best to try to, you know, support those students no matter what their particular focus is. That is pretty cool. Good that no matter kind of if there's a huge different variety of interests you can have and you can still be applicable to the ICT schism. Yeah, and sometimes students don't know, and, and we don't know either, right? First of all, students might think they're interested in one thing and then their opinions change. Yeah. Maybe it changes because of being in the program or maybe it changes because of their co-op experience or maybe it changes down the road you know in grade 12 because they're exposed to something or they read about something mm -hmm. or maybe it changes while they're in college or university um, so oftentimes we're we're trying to give students sometimes experiences that are specific but also sometimes we want ones that are maybe more general just because sometimes we don't know yeah, what's valuable sure, to us yeah. until later on mm -hmm. huh. Okay, so what's maybe your favorite part about leading the schism? Yes, schism. Um, I think, well, sometimes some of the experiences just watching what students do has been, um, I guess, more of an obvious one. So we had students working, um, doing a workshop with, that was run by uh, the outreach program from the engineering department at Western University. And so they did a a kind of design thinking workshop where students were working together to come up with an idea for supporting somebody with a traumatic brain injury. So they kind of were given a scenario and they had to work together in teams to produce um, a thing, right, a product mm -hmm. that could help them. And so they went through a, you know, a design thinking kind of uh, framework to come up with their idea and they prototyped it with kind of like craft materials and they presented their ideas and, and later did 3D model it, and that was neat 
I mean, some of the ideas, so it's interesting for me to, as a teacher to see the ideas that students came up with um, and to see them working together and see them kind of working in a very open, um, collaborative way that sometimes we don't see students work on as much because sometimes the way school is, it's yeah. a difficult thing to mark. But in this case, students were kind of given free reign to, to develop their idea. Um, so it's really interesting to see not only students that maybe I've taught before um, and see them interact in a kind of a different way with each other, but also to come up with those ideas. And then the other thing that's generally has been, uh, you know, enjoyable for me as a teacher is working with students, um, or we call it maybe a bit of a mentorship thing. And so um, I know Mr. Manson does this as well, but sometimes working with students on things that are individual maybe to a student, whether it's a certain kind of project that is being counted for class or it's something that they're working on for their portfolio or you know it's an experience or like an individual workshop that they're doing um, because of something they're particularly interested in and and so it's things we get to do that are really help them out yeah and, and outside the norm right and it's something that because those students are, are interested they're not just kind of like That's shoehorned cool. into a class and we want to give students and try to support them um, maybe because we have the funds to do it with schism or it's we're using it as one of their certifications that they're earning um, by working on that project um, or and more and more we're trying to have students do projects that maybe give back to um, the school yeah. in, in some way given the morning show um, kind of started a little bit like going way back to, to miss R but you know um, when Diane was this was kind of tied in with schism as well and even starting the, the new studio for the morning show here was kind of tied into the uh, into the schism program as well so the whole kind of creativity aspect of the schism is really cool to see yeah like it gives some flexibility to, to students um and lets them maybe gives them some support or a framework for trying to like sometimes we might call them passion projects or something like that and so we want to try to do more and more of that for students where we allow them the flexibility to do it hopefully with a co within a course sometimes because we don't want to burden students with necessarily extra work so sometimes it gives them another way of demonstrating what they've learned in class, yeah. um, which is good. But also sometimes it's not for class. It's just an extra thing. And we, like I said, we, we have some funds or we're connecting students with mentors outside of uh, the classroom. So sometimes we've had students that, you know, when we have guest speakers or something that maybe they were former students or something where we, they get to connect with them in that way and maybe ask them some questions and, um, whether it's about post-secondary or about a career or or something like that, but there's a little bit more opportunity for that within the within the program. So, something I just personally I was wondering is if you really I feel like a lot of times people think the schisms are for people who kind of have their life together. They know what they want, what kind of a career they they want to go into, or at least uh, what area like ICT healthcare. Right? There's it's very it's broad in, in a sense, but still it's ICT, not something else. So if, I mean, me personally, I don't really know what I want to do with my life. So do you think I could still join a schism? Uh, yeah, I think, so there's there's two, I guess there's two parts I'd say. One is, for ICT in particular, it's one of the more general ones because it is so broad, and the, not just because it's broad, but because when you're focused around basically computing technology, you know, that affects a lot of different things. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when we're using, you know, when we use drones nowadays to help um, with agriculture, right, it's not like 
you know, you can be saying, well, I'm going to be a farmer or something and say I'm not going to use technology or something. Yeah. Well, and, and if you think even on – this relates to computer science as well, but how many industries are not going to be affected by whether it's computing and apps in general or something like drones, like a technology, but even something like machine learning. Like that will affect so many different right. – um, industries, so you can think, well, I'm going to be in business, and and but think, you still need that, but you still, yeah, you yeah. you still need, you know, and that's why some students that are more interested in business and advertising are in the Shizen program for ICT because they're taking, you know, ComTech is their focus, so they're taking yearbook and ComTech and maybe tech design or computer science to have a kind of a, I don't want to say a well-rounded. Um, experience, but certainly to get some extra experience um, in different ways so that they're still being supported by the program, even though they don't necessarily think like, okay, this is the exact job I want to have and I must have that experience. At the end of the day, most of the actual learning you need for that job is obviously going to come from post-secondary anyways. Yeah. Um, so a lot of the schism's goal is to, for any schism, doesn't matter the, the sector, is to allow students to explore hopefully some different roles. So whether it's bringing in a guest speaker or, you know, now that we're opening up trips again in the future, you know, seeing even careers that you didn't know were careers or hearing from those people that you didn't know that, you know, that, that was an option even. Um, and then the second part is, is a co-op thing. And this is for students that aren't in schism but just take co-op. That sometimes, like, there are students that come out of schism and they say, oh, this experience or this workshop or something was really good for me. And even years later when I talk to them, um, or hear from them, they might say, well, I really like that experience, that really opened my eyes, or that was an impactful part. Uh, but sometimes it's co-op, like where the student, I hear from them, and well, what was good, and they're like, oh, it was just, it was co-op, like co-op was the big one, like I yeah. would never have taken co-op if I didn't have to take it for schism. You don't need to be in a schism to do it. And then you don't need to be in a schism to take co-op. Co-op is really cool. Yeah. But it's, it's one of those things that for those students, those schism programs sometimes have students participate in a co-op that otherwise wouldn't have thought about taking co-op. Yeah. And it could go two ways, right? You could take a co-op and you're like, oh, I like this job or I like this industry or, you know, I saw different people in that role that I could see myself doing or something similar, maybe not that exact place, but it's close and they feel good about it. And there's certainly stories that people come out and they're like, I don't think I'd want to do this job or I thought I wanted that and I don't. And I don't know which one's more valuable. Like one is confirming your kind of ideas and one is kind of disrupting it. Which is a good thing because once you're – if you don't take the co-op and then you go try to get into that career path, then you realize, oh, this isn't yeah. right for me, then it's a whole ordeal. Yeah, it might be a thing where you think in high school, you're like, whoa, like maybe I should really shift what my classes are, shift what my post-secondary destination is, whether it's, oh, I, I don't want to do this thing and take that college program. Maybe I should shift into this skill trade or, or whatever it is where, yeah, because it's something you – at least you've explored enough to see it, right? So mm-hmm. I think in, in general that, that, that happens. Um, so yeah, that's why I say it's for anybody because even for ICT, your your co-op has to be tied to ICT and somehow, but there's a, a but big it's, range. As you said it's so broad, right? So yeah. you, there's really a lot you can do. For sure, and you and you have the option like co-op can be tough to fit in. So usually, it, you know, it, it usually fits in in your grade twelve year, or more and more students are taking their co-op in the summer between their grade eleven and twelve years, hmm. for for that reason. Something to do. That's yeah. actually really fascinating. I appreciate you coming on the podcast and letting me know about the schism and letting all the listeners although there are not many yet but there will be uh yeah like telling us about the schism is really cool yeah i think in the more and more students and now that we have four schism programs in the school 
you know, more and more students know a little bit about Schism, whether yeah. they don't know all the details, but at least, you know, we've had students in the past in any for any Schism be like, oh, I didn't know, even know it existed, and they didn't get to take it mm-hmm. or found out about it too late. It's too late. But now it's better that, you know, it's kind of a common vocabulary for students to hear about and, and actually think about when they're in grade 10 or the, maybe the very beginning of grade 11. So we've even accepted students at the beginning of grade 11 that didn't apply in grade 10. And we, if they can fit their schedule, at the, if they got the right courses we can fit in, we can usually do that for ICD because we're not super big. Like so we're don't not be discouraged. Like if you think yeah. it's too late, probably... You might still have a chance to get Yeah, there. there's always a chance to reach out, and yeah. we've, we've waitlisted students if we're really full or something like that. But it's certainly something to, um, you know, contact me or, you know, uh, talk to your guidance counselor uh, about it as well. Thanks a lot, Mr. Anthem. No problem. My pleasure. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but that was super cool. I know sure so was. much more about all the schisms our school has, like the ICT one and the IB program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm in the IB program, and I didn't even know some of that stuff. It's, me too. Yeah. I really hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did, and we'll see you again soon. That's all now. See you later.